To those of you listening to us on the internet, to the men and women in our armed forces, wherever you may be, to our members and guests here at beautiful Savior Lutheran in Milwaukee, grace be to you and peace from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The word of God upon which we base our message on this 11th Sunday after Pentecost is the Old Testament reading, the first reading for today. You heard it read before. I recall just these words. Absolutely pointless. It's like trying to catch the wind. In the name of our dear Lord Jesus Christ, who through his death and resurrection provided for us eternal riches in heaven, my beloved. The sermon this morning is about happiness. Are you happy right now? Or are you sad? Or are you somewhere in between? A misunderstanding of what happiness is all about can lead to a whole lot of frustration because God wants us to be happy. The person who instructs us this morning on this subject was an expert on it. And he wasn't just an anybody. He was King Solomon, King David's son one of the forefathers of the Savior, wisest man who ever lived, Scripture says, one of the richest men who ever lived. So rich, he was richer than uh, Donald Trump, richer than Hillary Clinton. God dumped on Solomon so much wealth you could never use it in an entire lifetime. He had everything he wanted, the richest foods, beautiful architecture, Horses, gold, gardens, music, intellectual pursuits. All the women he wanted, he even had a harem and it caused him a great deal of problems. So let's let King Solomon this morning tell us about happiness. First of all, we have to differentiate this morning once again. You've heard me say it before. The difference between joy and happiness. Joy is something spiritual. It's in the soul. Joy is something that's eternal. Only Christians have true joy. The opposite of joy is desperation. A person, whether they know it or not, without Jesus Christ is in a desperate situation. People who know that they have peace between them and God, they have joy. That's what the angels were all about, you know, on Christmas. We bring you good tidings of great joy because now there was going to be peace between God and man with sins removed. That's why you can cry and still have joy at the same time. Knowing that no matter what, everything's going to be okay because God is your father and Jesus is your brother and the Holy Spirit is your comforter. So nothing really can harm you. Happiness, on the other hand, is a human emotion. And while we're living here in this broken world, happiness, therefore, is only temporary. It comes and it goes, depending upon the happenings of the day. The first lesson that we learned from King Solomon today, attempting to chase and to try to catch lasting happiness and contentment here on earth is futile and it can only lead to frustration. He says, I came to hate everything for which I had worked so hard under the sun because I will have to leave it to the person who replaces me. 
Who knows whether that person will be wise or foolish? He will still have control over everything under the sun for which I worked so hard and used my wisdom. Even this is pointless. You won't find lasting happiness in pursuing wealth. Solomon says one day you're going to have to leave it all behind. And by the way, do you know the more wealth that you have, the more anxious you get about losing it? Chasing and trying to find lasting happiness here on earth is like a dog trying to chase its its tail. It's futile, and it's a big waste of energy. Solomon says it's sort of like uh, trying to uh, catch the wind. Actually, what he means is your breath. You know, on a cold day, you know, that your breath pops out of your mouth. You try to grab onto that. You can't hold onto that. Earthly possessions cannot make you happy forever because they just don't last. I can still think back to the very first car I ever had. It was a turquoise 1965 Chevy Chevelle. And it made me so happy. But then I got into a head-on collision. Not my fault. Could have died. God saved me. And uh, the car, uh, you know, the front end was pushed in like an accordion. And then uh, I went to take uh, pictures for insurance purposes, so I took them with a Polaroid land camera. Now, there's some technology that really made you happy and really lasted. But the car that made me so happy was all gone. Well, I got a 69 brand-new Chevy, olive green. I can see it there in the the garage. But I went out to the garage one morning, and there was a rust spot on the left rear fender. Oh, it made me so sad. I went out and got some sandpaper, some primer, put on some spray paint. Now it was all better. But after a few years, the whole car rusted out. Finally ended up on one of those, um, those uh, com- uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, compacting uh, machines, all crunched together so that they can separate all the parts to make a new car to make somebody else happy for a while. Special moments in life make you happy, but they don't last. Graduation day, your wedding day, your birthday, the Super Bowl. Can anybody even remember what year it was, you know, when the Packers won the last one and how exhilarated you were at that particular day? Now all you have is videos to look back, you know, but the same exhilaration just isn't there. Caution, Solomon says, don't believe the false advertising of the devil that if you try really hard, then you can catch lasting happiness here. All you need is a bigger car, a better house, more money, and a better job. In this broken world of ours, the devil just can't deliver on his promises. But he tries, just go to the right store and you can have happy feet. Go to McDonald's and you can have a happy meal. Go to the bar on Friday and you can have happy hour. Now there's something that's really lasting. So maybe you're saying this morning, uh, Pastor, I thought you were going to talk about happiness this morning. You're getting pretty depressing if you ask me. Solomon tried to chase and catch lasting happiness in a place that doesn't last. And you and I know why. Adam, where are you? 
And that sin of Adam and Eve has been passed down to all of us. And each day, our God, if he wanted to, could come to all of us and say, What have you done? This world is all broken because of sin. And still, our God comes to us in his great love and sends his Son to die and to live again so that you might have eternal riches in heaven. Solomon points out the proper perspective for living. He says, Therefore, there is nothing better for people to do than to eat, drink, and find satisfaction in their work. I saw that even this comes from the hand of God. He's instructing us, accept earthly happiness for what it is, a gift from God's hand. Now, God knows himself how broken this world of ours is. That's why he... he, uh, instructed Moses to write in Psalm 90, we live out our years like one long sigh. Each of us lives for 70 years or even 80 if we are in good health. But the best of them bring trouble and misery. Indeed, they are soon gone and we fly away. Amidst the toils and the struggles and the pains of this world, God gives us little doses of happiness now and again just to keep us going. A newborn baby. A wonderful two-week vacation with the family. A 25th wedding anniversary. Your niece's graduation day from medical school. Ah, we've got a doctor in the family. An hour with the Lord in church. A caring handshake and hug from a friend. Happiness is so elusive, and it becomes more elusive the more you try to chase it. It becomes so much easier when you let it come to you from God, in little doses from God's gracious hand. Life is not to be a mad chasing after lasting happiness, all you got to do is ask Solomon because he tried it and he failed. And he had it all. It's kind of interesting when you read through the whole book of Ecclesiastes. And you finally get to, to chapter 12, the last chapter of the book. And this, by the way, was probably written uh, when Solomon was an old man and getting ready to die. And at the end of his book, he said, I concluded this is... Two things only really matter. To fear God and to keep his commandments. That's what it's all about. To fear God, not to be afraid of him. You've heard me say it before too. To be wowed by God. Wow, God, you're so big. You're so almighty and you're so personal. You come into the world as a little baby to save me. Wow. And then to keep his commandments. Oh, you know what they are. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all the strength, with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. When you do that, then everything gets reversed. Instead of you trying to catch elusive happiness, God catches you and holds you tightly with everlasting gifts. Isaiah, you, your sun will no longer go down, nor will your moon disappear. 
The Lord will be your everlasting light and your day of sadness will be over. Again from Isaiah. You will receive a double measure of wealth instead of your shame. You will sing about your wealth instead of being disgraced. That is why you will have a double measure of wealth in your land. You will have everlasting joy. The Lord appeared to me in a faraway place and said, I love you with an everlasting love. So I will continue to show my kindness. His miraculous signs are impressive. He uses his power to do amazing things. His kingdom is an eternal kingdom. His power lasts from one generation to the next. Jeremiah. He certainly knows what we are made of. He bears in mind that we are dust. Human life is as short-lived as grass. It blossoms like a flower in the field. When the wind blows over the flower, it disappears. And there is no longer any sign of it. But from everlasting to everlasting, the Lord's mercy is on those who fear him. So, I ask again, are you happy today? Or sad? Or somewhere in between? And if you're sad, don't worry, because you'll be happy again. Happiness here and now in this broken world is a gift of God. He gives it to us just in little doses to keep us going, just as much as we need for today. So don't try chasing after it. Let God chase after you. And each and every day and every moment, he surrounds us with his everlasting love in his son, Jesus Christ. And... And in his own time, and exactly at the right day, you will hear his voice. Well done, good and faithful servant. Come and share your master's happiness, this time forever. God grant it for Jesus' sake. Amen. Please stand. The peace of God which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen. We confess our faith this morning with the words of the Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man, and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate, he suffered and was buried, and the third day he rose again according to the scriptures and ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father, and he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. 
and I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church, I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. We take this time now to gather our tithes and our offerings and our connection cards.